0: Do not adjust your screens. I am not Pastor Fields. (laughs) But please keep him in your prayers. So yesterday we had another fantastic class with Sister Deborah. She brought it to us once again. It is not on the church website, but it is on YouTube this month. So if you go to YouTube, type in Christ Temple North, and then you'll see the link there, and you can click on it. Next month it will be on... YouTube and on the church website, so that was, that was my screw-up, but I'm, I'm juggling a lot of balls. Y'all see this? I'm doing a lot of stuff. I'll get it. Also, don't forget uh, the first Sunday in March, and especially for you watching us at home, we will be doing communion, and we will be doing it on live streams, so for those of you watching at home, 10 o'clock, first Sunday in March, we'll be doing communion, so please join us. You can use water. You can use bread. Whatever you pray over, the Lord makes it what He wants it to be. So, join us for communion on that uh, on that first Sunday in March. So yesterday, Pastor didn't realize he actually gave me <laughs> my sermon today. So he walked up to me and he says, uh, "He says I don't know if I'll be at church tomorrow." Uh, he says, "But I'm going to need you to be my ram in the bush." And I said, "Okay." That was my sermon, so I went home and I I put it together. So today we're going to talk about the ram in the bush. And that's a saying that a lot of people, a lot of people have heard that, you know, but a lot of people don't realize where it comes from, the reference of it, and it's, it's from the Bible. We always talk about someone being our ram in the bush. And what that means is that is somebody who is stepping in for you, that's stepping in the gap for you, okay, or somebody that is helping you or that is aiding you. And so in the scriptures, it comes from uh, the book of Genesis. And uh, I'll paraphrase a shortened version. It's when uh, the Lord asked Abraham to sacrifice his son Isaac. Okay, And Abraham had so much love and so much trust and so much faith in God that he went about his business of sacrificing his son, Isaac. Why? Because God told him to. He was obedient to God. Obedient even when it was uncomfortable. Obedient even when it was something unimaginable. And God rewarded his obedience because just as he was about to sacrifice Isaac, the scripture says he looked up and he saw a ram in the bush. Some scriptures say a thicket, which is a a dense packing of bushes. So in Genesis 22 and 13, it says, this is the NIV version, it says, Abraham looked up, and there in a thicket he saw a ram caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. The King James Version says, and Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold him, a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. The New American Standard Version says, then Abraham raised his head. You'll know later on while I'm reading the, why I'm reading these different versions, and Abraham raised his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him was a ram caught in the thicket by its horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering in the place of his son. And finally, the New Living Translation says, Then Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught by its horns in a thicket, so he took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering in the place of his son. That is where we get the ram in the bush, okay? So that is the first example of a substitutionary sacrifice, a ram in a bush. And this is a theme that continues throughout the scriptures, substitutionary sacrifices. If you go to Luke 22 and 40, this is Jesus praying in the garden, Another substitutionary sacrifice here. Luke 22 and 40, it says, And when he was at the place, he said unto them, Pray that ye enter not into temptation. So this is when Jesus is going to the garden to pray. He's taking some of the guys with him, and he knows that people are after him. He's about to be sacrificed, crucified, tortured. He knows what his fate is. He knows that he is going to die. He knows that he is going to be a substitutionary sacrifice. He knows that he is about to be our ram in the bush. So it says, And when he was at the place, he said unto them, Pray that ye enter not into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast, And he kneeled down and prayed. Verse 42, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat was as it were drops of blood falling to the ground. So we never think about Jesus being a ram in the bush, but he was. There are a lot of similarities between the ram in the story of Abraham and Isaac and Jesus. Number one, both of them were substitutionary sacrifices, and neither of them wanted to be. If you go back to the scripture, it says the ram was caught in a thicket. It didn't say the ram came bouncing up to them and saying, hey, (laughs) I'm here, take me. The ram was caught. It was trapped. It could not get away. Its fate was sealed from the time that it was a baby lamb. The same thing with Jesus. So many churches preach that Jesus willingly died for our sins. No, he did not. If you are praying for something to be taken away from you and you are sweating blood, which is called hematidrosis, you're stressed out. You don't want to do something. But his obedience is what strengthened him. He died for us not because he wanted to, but because he loved his father enough to be obedient to him and he loved us enough. Okay. So he was a substitutionary sacrifice. So when we look at this, we always we talk about Jesus. We call him a, a, a lot of things, but we also call him the Lamb of God. That's one of the things that we call him. Okay, we don't stop to think. And I'm an I'm a, I'm a city boy. I actually discovered this last night, yesterday, when I was studying, and I never thought about this, but. A ram is a male sheep. A female sheep is a ewe. I didn't know this. E-W-E, a female sheep is a ewe. A lamb is a baby sheep. But they're all the same animal. A ram, a sheep, and a lamb are all, they're all the same animal. They're just different types of the same animal. So when we use The Ram when we think about the Ram we think about something that is strong we think about powerful and you know The horns and and all that and when we think about a lamb We think about something that's cute small meek Humble, but they're the same thing Okay, they have different personalities Okay, we view them differently, but they are the same thing What do we call ourselves? We call ourselves sheep Right? So we are following in the same vein, right, as the lamb and the ram. We are part of the same family. We might be different. We might be at different stages of growth, spiritually, mentally, physically, but we are a part of the same species. Okay? And I will swing back around to that later because you're going to wonder well, how am I thrown in with a ram and a lamb and Jesus and the ram? And I'll explain that to you in a second. So, if we say we are children of God and we call ourselves sheep in his flock, then that means that we possess the same characteristics of a ram. Or of a lamb. We say we are Christians. We say that we are these things. We say Christian, which means Christ-like, yes, which means we have the attitude, the personality of Christ, which is a tall order. So if we say those things, my question is, are you ready to be a ram in the bush? not only for someone else, but for yourself. I am a ram in the bush today. Our pastor asked me to step up, and not because I was willing, (laughs) or wanted to, but because I was obedient. So my question for you today is, when your time comes to be a ram in the bush, will you be ready? Will you be ready when you are called upon, okay? Because I, I was joking with Sister May Lin, and I, I, I always turn around and I ask, I ask the praise team before we start, I say, are you guys ready? And Maylin says, says, oh, are you ready? I said, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. <laughs> so are you ready? To be a ram in the bush because you don't know when God might call upon you to do that okay so a ram represents the power to penetrate to overcome and to achieve so when you think about that power penetrate overcome achieve that 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 gives you a, a visual of strength of power okay It reflects the assertion of strength in creative ways to achieve a breakthrough. Okay? Sometimes when we get in a situation or we get in a circumstance, we may not see our way out of it. But there's something that God always has. And each one of us has it. We just have to tap into it. It is the creativity to see our way out of the situation. Okay? The Holy Spirit which dwells within us, will give us the creative mind to see when we can't see. It gives us the force, right, the power to penetrate, to overcome, and to achieve our obstacles, the things that are blocking our way, the things that are standing in front of us. It gives us the power, the strength, to break through those things and to get to the other side. The lamb... And the sheep together also, they represent meekness, they represent gentleness, they represent innocence. We always refer to Jesus as a lamb because although he was powerful, the very son of God, but he was also meek, he was gentle, and he was innocent, okay? Until we threw all of our stuff on him and he was crucified and he he bore all of that so he was innocent he was spotless he didn't have to be loud he didn't have to penetrate overcome or achieve anything he was already the very son of god okay he already had that power within him but that was not what his purpose was to be here his purpose here was to show us how to live successfully and do it with meekness and do it with gentleness and to do it with innocence. And he had a more powerful impact, all right, on civilization than the original ram that, was, that, that, that had the power to penetrate and to overcome and to achieve. Just as powerful, more impactful, but in a quiet way. So my question is, can God depend on you to be the person that when someone comes your way at a crossroads, you can be that ram in the bush. Have you studied the Word? Have you meditated on the Word? Are you practicing the Word? Do you understand how the spirit of discernment works? Because that's very important. Because the spirit of discernment will let you know, do I need to be a ram right now or do I need to be a lamb? Okay, so when someone comes to you and they're at that cross world, that crossroads and you've done your studying and you've put the work in, the first thing you want to do when that person is talking to you, and that person's coming to you, you're in prayer in your mind, Holy Spirit, Am I approaching this as a ram? Am I approaching this as a lamb? Or is this not even my fish at all? And if this person isn't my fish, please reveal to me who I'm supposed to send this person on to. Okay? Because either way, whether that person is the person for you to minister to, they are at a crossroads and they need advice. They need direction. They need guidance. And sometimes the best guidance you can give someone is to guide them on past you to the person that they need to go to. But no matter what the situation is, you have to realize that God trusted you enough that you would be obedient to him, okay, and do the work of being that ram in the bush for that person. So sometimes it's to talk to that person. Sometimes it's just to pray with that person. Sometimes it's just to listen to that person. Sister Marvena mentioned something to me years ago and I never forgot it. It's called the Ministry of Presence. Sometimes people don't need you to talk. They just need you to just sit there and listen. They, sometimes if you, if, if you let people talk enough, they will talk themselves into their solution. They just need to just kind of talk. Through. Am I right, counselor? Sometimes they can just talk themselves into their solution, and then they'll thank you, and you're like, I didn't do anything. I'm just sitting here listening to you talk. But that's what they needed at the time. So are you prepared to be the ram in the bush when God puts you in that place? God doesn't want us sitting around doing nothing. We are here to finish the work of Christ. He's not here. He's gone. He's at the right hand of the Father. But he left us the Holy Spirit to finish what he started. Okay? He was the second ram in the bush. And now we are all... Rams in the bush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, before we can be the ram in the bush for someone else, we have to learn how to utilize our own ram. And that's the Holy Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit is our ram in the bush. Any situation, any circumstance that you have, anything that comes your way, you have the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit, God's representative, right? To come to you, to aid you, to speak with you, to lead you, and to guide you in, through, or around any situation and circumstance. But where we get in trouble, church, is... We don't know how to use it. The first thing that we have to do is acknowledge that the Holy Spirit is a real thing. We must acknowledge that the Holy Spirit can indwell within us. That is the very spiritual component of God. The third of the Trinity, He Himself if we allow it, can indwell inside of our body. Moving within us, walking, speaking through us, talking through us, thinking through us. The problem is we in our carnal mind cannot wrap our brain around the fact that we can have the very spirit of God living within us. You've got to get that in your head first or you're not going to get any further. You're not going to be able to exercise the Holy Spirit as the ram in the bush in your own life, and you're not going to be able to be it for anybody else. Don't you step out there on your own steam thinking you can take care of situations and circumstances on your own. And please don't mess somebody else up by thinking you can take care of theirs. Because what we have to remember, church, is we are held accountable okay, for what we do and what we don't do. There are sins of omission, which are things that we should be doing and we don't do, and there are things, sins of commission, things that we shouldn't have done and that we do. We are held accountable. If you go into a situation with someone and you are not in the spirit and that person gets bad advice from you, you're held accountable for that because you put yourself in the way instead of the Holy Spirit telling you that's not your fish. You need to move that person on to somebody else. And what you say is, you know what, sister or brother? I'll be praying for you. But here's the phone number of who you need to be calling. Okay? Or even for yourself. When you claim that you have the Holy Spirit within you and you deny its power, that's a sin. You're denying the very power of God, okay? He's not going to work in your life. He's not going to move in your life because you don't think it exists. It's not going to happen. So as powerful as the Holy Spirit is, it is only as powerful as our belief in it, right? Okay? So that's, that, would, that would be like um, like the lady that won the, the $1.5 billion, that money's no good if she just puts it in her basement and lets it sit there. It's going to rot. It's going to get moldy. Mice are going to start eating it. She's a, she's a billionaire, but she's poor because she's not utilizing what she has. And there are too many Christians. We walk around and we say we are Christian, which means we are Christ-like, which means we have the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit, and we are weak, we are impotent, we are sad, we are downtrodden. And we are awful examples for people who are supposed to be looking at us for guidance. Because there's a big difference between saying you're something and being it. So what we are doing is we are bringing shame to God. We're bringing shame to the kingdom. When people are watching us, and, and, I, and I hear people say, you know, well, my life is, is nobody's business. Well, you know what? When you're a Christian, your life is everybody's business. It really is, because when, people are watching you. People are watching you. People are seeing, how do you talk? What are you listening to? How do you act on your job? How do you react, okay? Don't have a fish on the trunk of your car and you're flipping people off in traffic. No, you know, you know you've seen it. When you tell somebody you're a Christian, they shouldn't be like, really? We are the physical representation of God. And I know that's a heavy weight to put on you, but you're here today and now you're responsible for it. And like I said, I'm not up here because I want it to be, so don't get mad at me. (laughs) So the, the Holy Spirit is a number of things. But there's one word that I really wanted to focus on. In Isaiah 11 and 2, Isaiah 11 and 2, it says, The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The Spirit of wisdom And understanding the spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of the knowledge and fear of the Lord. Now, the next scripture has a word in it um, that I want to use, but let's work with this one right now. There's a lot in that. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom Mm -hmm. is the first thing. Okay. Knowledge is what we read what we learn, and what we understand. Wisdom is what do we do with what we've read, what we've learned, and what we've understood. Okay. So knowledge comes from books and personalities, as our pastor tells us. Wisdom comes from God through the Holy Spirit. Okay. So when we, ha- when we have the Holy Spirit, we have the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding. There's a scripture that says, above all thy gettings, get an understanding. So obviously an understanding is an important thing. How do you tackle a problem, a situation, or a circumstance if you don't fully understand it? The Holy Spirit will give you an understanding. When someone is talking to you and you're looking at them in the physical and you're listening to them in the physical, the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and it's telling you what's behind. What are they saying? What are they really thinking as they're speaking to you? Okay? The spirit of counsel. There's that word again, counsel. Ram in the bush, Mm -hmm. counsel, okay? People might come to you for counseling. Mm -hmm. Are you ready? Are you prepared? Do you have wisdom and understanding to be able to effectively and creatively counsel that person and give them insight that they did not have when they first came and spoke to you? Will they leave that conversation different than when they started it with you? If they are not, if they haven't, then you haven't used the Holy Spirit. You just talked and the spirit of might, the spirit of knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. Fear meaning honor, fear meaning respect of the Lord, fear meaning obedience. Because here's the thing, church, whom God calls, he equips. God is not gonna put you in a situation to be a ram for someone else and you're not prepared to do it, okay? So, if you have all of these things, okay, if you have all of these things, if you have the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, the spirit of knowledge, and the fear of the Lord, you have everything you need to be a successful ram in the bush for yourself and for someone else, okay? And then, when you've done that, you could hear him say... Well done, my good and faithful servant. Because when God puts you in that position, he's saying, I trust you. You are my representative. I trust you. Pastor put me up here as his representative because he trusted me to do what I needed to do. When we go into negotiations with other countries, they don't just pick some dude off the street. Okay, the president doesn't always go. He sends an advisor, but he makes sure that that advisor knows his agenda. He makes sure that that advisor has his best interests at heart. So when that advisor goes and talks to a prime minister or a president or a leader of another country, it's as if the very president of the United States is speaking to that person. It's just that the president had something else to do and he wasn't there. When God puts us in a situation, a circumstance, or an opportunity, okay? To do his work, it's because he expects us to be his very mouthpiece. He expects us to share his thoughts. He expects us to share his will, his way, and his information with that person. Okay? Don't take it lightly. We are, if we say we are Christians, we are just like someone is an ambassador for a country. We are ambassadors for God. We are ambassadors for Christ. We are doing his work, okay, in the fleshly form. God's not coming down here. Jesus was already here. He's gone. It's, the baton has been passed on to us to keep it moving. So will you be ready, Christians, to be the ram in the bush? Now this is the word that I wanted to focus on. This is John 14 and 26. It's our final scripture, John 14 and 26, and I love this word. It says, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all the things and remind you of everything I have said to you. An advocate is someone who publicly defends recommends or supports another person. Someone who publicly defends, Mm -hmm. recommends or supports another person. So when we have been put in the position to be a ram in the bush for ourselves or for another person, we have been left the power of the Holy Spirit that has been sent in Jesus' name that will teach us all things and remind us of everything that's been said to us. So when you go into that situation, that circumstance, that opportunity to be a ram in the bush for someone, all you have to do is say a simple prayer. Dear Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit bring to my remembrance the words and tell me what I need to say to this person. Speak through me to this person. Reveal to me what you would have me to say through this person. That's all you have to do. Because it says right here, it says, it says right here, I will remind you of everything I've said to you. So you're going into that with all of the firepower you need to be successful. The ram in the story of Abraham and Isaac, yes, it, it gave its life. Thank you. Yes, it gave its life but it gave its life for a better good, All right. okay? It died because it was obedient, okay? It died because it was placed where it needed to be to do God's work in his sacrifice. Jesus died, but he died, right? Out of his obedience and for a greater good, okay? For us, we may not, hopefully, not be in a situation where we have to literally die for someone. But you know what? Talking to that person and being the ram in the bush could definitely help them die to their former selves and have a breakthrough and become a new creature. What an awesome opportunity anyone could have. You might, you might be before the, end of the, before the end of this day. You don't know where God is going to place you to be a ram for somebody. She probably does not remember this, and I will never forget this, because, you know, Sister Lynn is down here, and Sister Lynn is on ten all the time. She, for the Lord, she is on fire, and she is truly a servant of the Lord. And I don't know if you remember this or not. This was years ago when Hen House was on the corner of Antioch and Vivian Road. And I was in I was in the grocery store and I heard this nasally loud voice from two aisles over talking about God. And I'm like, that sounds like Sister Lynn. And I pushed my cart around the corner. I don't know if you remember this. She was witnessing to the lady that worked in the grocery store in the middle of the aisle. Loud. Don't you know Jesus loves you and his son? And I'm like, wow. <laughs> That's putting your money where your mouth is. Right. That's walking yeah. the walk yeah. and talking the talk. Yeah. And three people got blessed that well, anybody else had heard her in the store because she was loud. <laughs> but I know I know of three people that got blessed that day. Sister Lynn got blessed because she was not ashamed to be an ambassador for God anywhere, anytime, and with a total stranger. I don't know where that lady is, but I guarantee you she was changed after she spoke with Sister Lynn, because I guarantee you that's never happened to her before. And I was blessed because I said, wow, that's walking the talk right there. That's walking the talk right there. And I know I was changed because that had to be 10 years ago, and I still remember it. I still remember that and God is pleased with her. God said that day, "Well done, my good and faithful loud servant." <laughs> so don't be afraid, okay? You you're not ashamed to cry out and ask God to help you when you need something. Don't be ashamed to shout out his glory and shout out his grace and his mercy and tell somebody what you stepped out of and be a ram in the bush for somebody else. Because I tell you this, the embarrassment that you might feel is nothing compared to the glory you can receive when he's smiling down upon you for being that ram in the bush, for being obedient and being faithful for what he's given you. So God wants to use each and every one of us, right, Sister Lynn? God wants to use each and every one of us in a mighty way. When we allow him to use us through the Holy Spirit, we strengthen and uplift his kingdom. We spread his word. But we must be usable. Pastor always tells us, people always pray, God, uh, God, use me. No, you need to pray for God to make you usable. Because if you don't have the Holy Spirit indwelling within you, you're not usable. He can use whatever he, whomever he chooses, but he's not going to use you. He can't trust you. So we have to, our prayer has to be, Lord, make me usable by uh, uh, having your Holy Spirit come down and then dwell within me. Then I can be ready to be the ram in the bush for myself. And when I say for myself, the Holy Spirit, that that scripture that we talked about where where Jesus said, it will remind you of everything that I've taught you. That's not just to tell other people. That's to remind yourself when you're in a situation, okay? Counselor always tells us, find a scripture or two that means something to you. A go-to scripture. Mine is be still and know that I am God. Okay? Find find your go-to scripture. Study it. Break it down. Meditate on it. Use that scripture, okay? And then get you another one and then get you another one, and then get you another one. And you'll be so shocked. Somebody will come talking, and you start rattling off Scripture, and you'll get done and be like, wow, I didn't even know I knew all that. It's because you've put yourself in a position to be used by God in your own mind and for someone else. So we must be usable. Is there room in your life for the Holy Spirit to move in? How do you find that ram within yourself? How do you find that ram within yourself? I told you guys I'd go back to these scriptures at the top before I wrap. And I love the thing that all four of these scriptures have in them. And I'm just going to read the first part. The NIV says, and Abraham looked up. King James Version. And Abraham lifted up his eyes. New American Standard. Then Abraham raised his eyes and looked. New Living Translation. Then Abraham looked up. He would not have seen the ram in the bush had he not looked up. Too many of us don't see the ram in front of us because we're not looking up. Pray but then get up, look up, look around. What God has for you, it's right there. You just don't see it because you're not looking up. Stop walking around with your head bowed down. This, this thing in the church that Christians are the children of Israel and we're the downtrodden and, and all that I tell people all the time and you hear this so much in the black church and you all and if you've heard this Raise your hand and somebody's praying and they're saying Lord. We're just filthy rags in your eyesight Raise your hand if you've heard that in the church All the black people have heard that in the church That is the worst theology ever. You mean to tell me that God himself sent his very son to suffer and die and be tortured and resurrected for you and you still a filthy rag? Are you kidding me? Stop with that stupid theology. It's ridiculous. You are a born-again, sanctified, freed from sin if you choose to be, child of an all-living, ever-present, all-powerful God. How dare you take everything that he did and, and poo-poo it and say, I'm just a filthy rag in his eyesight. Get out of here with that. Stop. Look up. And see that ram in the bush because here's my, I promise you this, you know why there was a ram in the bush for Abraham? Because he was obedient to God. If you are doing what God would have you to do, you've got no reason to have your head bowed down. If you're in a situation or a circumstance and you're going through something in your own life, you have no reason to look down. Look up. Because God has promised you, right, that the Holy Spirit is going to be there. It's indwelling within you. It's going to give you safe passage. It's going to give you success. It's going to give you victory. We serve a victorious God. How can we not be victorious in every situation, every circumstance that we get into? So I'm going to end with this. If we obey God without hesitation, Just as Abraham did, through the power of the Holy Spirit, he will always have a ram in the bush for each and every one of you. God bless you.